This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. Being part of Father's Day celebration in the year 2020, we can only give thanks to God who has given us life. And we give Him praise and adoration that indeed He's the Father of all fathers. The father of all creation and we praise him and we celebrate him rejoicing in his goodness his kindness his love that never fails and as we celebrate father's day we want to do something special and that is to give where there is love there's giving there's giving to see other lives become better that's given to improve other lives. And I believe that's one of the major role of fathers to improve the lives of other younger generation that through them came into this world. So we want to give a special offering towards our orphanage and we would play the video for you to see what work is being done to look after the orphans and I believe that even though we have the headquarters orphanage in Ghana sooner than later as we grow as a church just as the branch started in one place and has become many or rather just as the church started in one place and has become many so also the our church activities would also be decentralized and I see us having our orphanage as a denomination one day. Amen. So whatever seed we are sowing, remember we are sowing towards our denominational orphanage as well so that it will be brought to birth. So like two weeks ago or last week I reminded you and I played a video I also like you to give a special offering and the account details will be on the screen as the video is played. They will also project the account details every now and then so that you can give. It's not your leftover, but it should be something that you have prepared. A thousand runs, 500 runs, 2,000 rands. As the Lord leads you, give to bless others and to support others who are less fortunate to have a father and or a mother alive and they have to go through life with the support and with the love shown to them by humanity. Remember, they are God's creation and therefore it is important for you to be kind to what belongs to God so that God will also show you kindness 
let us pray for the offering and then we are also at the same time taking our normal offering we are at the same time also taking our normal offering the, i'm intentionally doing the orphanage offering because it's not it's not a leftover it's not a leftover where after we've done everything then we bring it no for me it is important because what you give or what you make happen to others god would also make it happen to you so i want us to give our normal offering for church as well as the orphanage offering it's just i'm trying to save time but if you are a christian and you believe in jesus christ you must see giving for what it is your tithe and everything everything you are and everything you have belongs to god if you have it it is because god has allowed you to have it even when you don't have god still sustains you and keeps you going and has kept you going all this while so i want you to give with this in mind let us pray for the offering father we thank you for everyone who is giving we thank you for the fact that they are given not out of necessity but out of a willing and a cheerful heart not under compulsion but remembering that you are god from beginning to the end and it is by you that we all live we give to say thank you for giving us opportunity to show our love when you loved us you gave your very best your only begotten son to die for our sins and to set us free and to cause our lives to advance in this world and in the world to come therefore we thank you for this privilege that we have that we give and we pray your blessing over every giving and we thank you that by this giving O oh lord life shall be turned around and as the lives of those that receive it turn around so also let our lives be turned around gloriously to the praise of your name we thank you heavenly father in jesus name we pray amen Praise the Lord. It's Father's Day again. First of all, I want to thank all of you donors and especially our church members who have been so faithful, diligent, and trusting and who have helped us to achieve our God-given vision that Bishop Dag gave us to build a home for the fatherless, the destitute, and for orphans. To the glory of God, we have moved into about 22-plus apartments, and we as we go along, which means that when a flat or apartment is furnished, then we can receive more children. So this Father's Day has been slated as a day to provide the children with some help especially to remember the fatherless like the bible says so i just want to encourage you at this stage we have the apartments all set and all ready some of you may have seen the videos at christmas time now we need them to be furnished and that is the crux of the matter now i just want to first of all thank you for your faithfulness and I want to please ask you graciously to give to this worthy cause. Um, we also have an on-site school 
which is the existing uh, building before the apartments were put up. I'm glad to say that the school has started in earnest, but we really need to remodel that building to take more children and to prepare for the future. At present, we have 53 children schooling in that facility and we need to adapt that building to make it a real educational institution. We also are looking at a massive piece of land that we have acquired through all these generous donations and that piece of land is going to be used for a high school, a boarding school for children who graduate from our school, from our high school system, well, from upper six, lower six, and we want to move them into these boarding facilities, the children who are going to secondary school. All this can be done by our little and our much, and also by good stewardship. I pray that God would touch your heart in this COVID season. The Bible says Isaac gave in the time of farming. It's in the time of And sometimes we even have a few luxuries. And so I want you in the same vein to remember these children. I pray that God will give you sufficiency in all things so that you will be able to also give to this worthy cause. I also want to say that sometimes we can call upon companies and places and that will go a long way. On behalf of Bishop Dag and my good self, I want to thank you in anticipation for what you will do for the children, the fatherless, the hapless, the needy. Let us all do our best to make life worth living for them. And I believe that God will remember us. Happy Father's Day to our illustrious fathers, to our fathers that God has provided, both spiritual and temporal, and wish you well. And I pray that as you do this for these children, God will remember. The Bible says God did it for his father David's sake. The kind of father and the type of giving you have made to the worthy cause of looking after these children. Thank you. God bless you and happy Father's Day. I know that it's Father's Day, but it's also a day for us to give and to provide the fatherless with some help. I pray that God will help us so that together bring the kingdom of God down. Because God says true is to visit the widows and the fatherless. I pray that we will be able to do this on this occasion. The payment options will soon come up for you to see. We've given these options so that you can give directly. Whether through the church, through the various options that have been provided. I hope so technologically challenged that it's a difficulty. But no matter where you are coming, 
I believe that something will work for you. So let's give. Let's give generously. Let's make a difference. Thank you. It's been a while since we learned a new song. The first when so, I don't the title of the song is the Lead Me, Lord. Lead Me, Lord. Each time is so uncertain. So, Reverend McAvin will lead us I've to. I've learned to walk by faith. Sing it. But you gave me a promise that you, you would never leave. You will leave guide me Lord I do believe lead me
I've learned to walk by faith. But you gave me a promise that you would never leave. You will lead and guide me. Lord, I do believe. Let's take it again. Let's take it. It's hard to take the first when I don't know the way. Each turn is so uncertain. I've learned to walk by faith. But you gave me a promise that you would never leave. You will lead and guide me. Lord, I do believe. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called me. You have called me. I will. plans for me are perfect. Your plans for me are perfect. I never need to feel. Though at times I feel alone. For though at times I feel alone, I know that you are here. My heart just longs to follow. My heart just longs to follow, Lord. I'm willing to obey. Take my hand and lead me. I'll follow all the way. Lead me, Lord. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I will go. You have called. Lead me, Lord. Lead us, Lord. I will follow. Help us to follow. Sing it, please. Lead me, Lord. May I follow all the way. It may be uncertain. But because of your promise. And because of your faithfulness. I will follow. For I know that your plans for me are perfect. And you have promised to be with me, never to leave me alone. No matter how alone I feel, I know you are near. Your plans for me are perfect. For this privilege of following you in this world and in this life. May I be a good follower. For you said to Peter and your disciples, follow me. I will make you fishers of men. Lord, I respond, I will follow as you lead me as you guide me in this life I shall not walk in darkness but I shall walk in the light of life 
let your name be praised let your name be exalted in jesus name we pray amen amen well this morning we want to continue on the subject of faith and following jesus as the light of life which will lead us to demonstrate by the works of our life you know i've been meditating on this message for quite some time and i keep on wondering and asking myself what would make people not want to follow jesus what will make people not want to follow jesus and i'm learning that a lot of people would not choose to follow jesus because they believe that apart from jesus there are other alternative ways to a good destination but i want you to know that jesus is the only way to the place you would ever wish to call good jesus is the only way to a place where you will know real love and real care and that is is the way to god he said i am the way i am the truth i am the life no one comes to the father but by me but when he said that he said that in response to a journey that he was about to take when he told the disciples let not your heart be troubled let not your heart be troubled you believe in god believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i would come again and receive you unto myself that where i am there ye also may be and whither i go ye know and the way you know thomas saith unto him lord we know not whither thou goest and how can we know the way jesus saith unto him i am the way the truth and the life no one cometh unto the father but by me hallelujah so we see jesus showing us that if you want to go to the real father the one who loved you and the one who gave you life the one who sent him to die for us he jesus is the way and following him will take us straight to the presence of the father and following him as we live his word in this life will set us free from the manipulation of satan and the deception of the wicked one who is in this world and so i plead with all those who would hear this message 
to give close attention to the words and to the guidance of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, last week, I shared with you how that through your needs, natural needs, not not over and above natural needs. I'm talking about natural basic needs for existing in the human flesh. Through those basic needs, Satan will want to deceive you. And they would also stand depending on how much you allow Satan to deceive you. They will stand in your way from following Jesus. Because following Jesus is not just saying with your mouth, I'm following Jesus. But your life is not patterned after somebody who is following Jesus. It is very important for you to understand this because a lot of us say we are following Jesus. We believe in Jesus. But everything that we do proves otherwise or it's hard to find a proof of our belief in Jesus in our lives apart from what we said. And you know, Jesus said and even Solomon made a similar statement that out of the heart are the issues of life. What is in your heart will determine the outplay of your life. You see, the Bible says out of the mouth or out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. But yet, but yet, there is also a, a prophecy where Isaiah said, this people, this people follow me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. And I've been asking the question over and over again that if it's out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, then how can these same people say with their mouth something that is different from their hearts? And the truth is that the truth is you can say something from your mind but that is not from your heart but the ones that you say from your heart they affect or the effect of it is seen in your life in your doings and if we say we believe in Jesus as a son of God who came to die for our sins and to save us from the wrath of God from the punishment that awaited us because of our sinful nature then he came not only to save us from our sins but also to make us something unto God the Bible says, For he has made us kings and priests 
unto our God. Now, as kings and as priests, there are things that are expected out of our lives in order to be kings and priests unto our God. And unfortunately, for many of us, even though we confess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, honestly speaking, we don't follow him as our Lord and Savior. And that is why he would ask the question, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You, you call me Lord, Lord, but your actions are totally different from what I say. You don't do it. Hallelujah. So I believe that it is very important for us to look at our lives. It is very important for us to look at our lives and ask ourselves the basic question if we are truly if truly that the Lord is our Lord I'm trying to look for that verse which says why do you call me Lord Lord and do not what I say why do you call me Lord and do not Please help me look for it. Come again. Luke 6. 46. I went there, but I didn't find it. Okay, okay. Oh. Is it old age or what? Because I've opened it. I thought Luke 6, 46, but I couldn't find, find it. Okay, so Luke 6, 46. It says, And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. You know, this is a question we need to ask ourselves. Why do we call him, Jesus is the Lord of my life? How can Jesus be the Lord of your life when you do what you think should be done and not what he says you should do? So this is what he says. He says, whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings, and doeth them. I will show you to whom he is like. Luke 6 46. He is like a man which built a house and dig deep and laid a foundation on a rock. And when the floods arose, the stream beat ve- and, and, and the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. So listen, Jesus here is telling us clearly that he knows that a lot of us will call him Lord, Lord, but that is where it ends. We will think that we are doing or we are we are we are we are we are playing smart or we are being wiser. That oh don't worry, we'll just call him Lord Jesus, especially when we come to pray. But after we leave, we go and do 
what we want to do and not what he says we should do. And, and the result of it is our loss, not his loss. You see, when he's called his father, uh, when he was here on earth and acknowledged his father, his key and therefore the success of his journey was doing what the father says must be done. And by his life, he's teaching us that doing what your Lord says you should do would make you successful. Would make you successful. But unfortunately, many of us as Christians think that, oh, I mean, we can just use the name of Jesus like uh, some perfume that we put on. But after a while, it disappears. We don't really... But listen, whatever it is that we have been deceived to believe and we have been deceived to walk in, I pray God that this will change in your life, it will change in my life, so that we follow Jesus diligently. He told us that he is the light of life. He is the light of life. And I've shown us and said to us the many areas that we have to take care of or that we have to be careful with. You know, recently I was praying and the Lord told me to think on something. Because I had been praying that what can I do to be fruitful? What can I do to be fruitful? Or what must I do to be fruitful? And the Lord, as I was praying, showed me some things to do. And he said, also think on this and it will make you fruitful. And I realized that it is true. When you think of it, you'll be fruitful. You see, when I thought of my future, when I thought of my future, I therefore did not allow my current situation to guide me as a young person. I did not allow my current situation to guide me as a young person. And I can see the fruit of it as now I have grown and did not allow my current situation to guide me. And I'm thinking to myself, just as my life as a young person was my current situation at that time and I did not allow it to guide me, my whole life here on earth could also be my current situation and I must not allow it to guide me but I need to think of my future and that is the, and the future for that life but my life here on earth is my life after death and eternity when I meet my savior and when I meet my God hallelujah now what is therefore my current situation my current situation is how to sustain myself whilst I am in this flesh. And those are what I call and I've been calling my legitimate needs. In other words, needs that are essential, needs that are not above or needs that are not excess or, or, or uh, 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 frivolous needs or whatever. So what, what I'm trying to say is that they are, I'm talking about needs that I must have in order to exist reasonably here on earth, such as food to eat, clothes to wear, 
water to drink and enough money to handle my responsibilities as a father and it may be so also for you all these things are necessary things but you see Jesus assures us that even though they are necessary things it should not warrant your absolute focus and therefore become your guide that that's the point that you see what you focus on what gets your attention begins to guide you yeah what gets your attention what you focus on begins to guide you it begins to guide how fast you go how how many turns you make and so on and so forth and so it's it's very important for you to listen to jesus and to focus on what he tells us to focus on and to take our focus on what he tells us to take our focus on you see most of us have been trained so much into operating our lives by common sense and by what we see and understand naturally that is the work of satan to reduce us you see the sin of adam and eve in the garden of eden we don't know the full effect but or i don't know the full effect i mean whatever it is remember god asked adam what is this that thou has done do you know what you have done do you know the meaning of your disobedience so so what it is i see it's almost like there's a glass of water there's a glass of water that your father has told you or whoever owns a glass of water tells you never drink this glass of water and then you in your wisdom and in your discussion with other people decide to drink that glass of water now when you take that glass of water and you drink there are two things that have happened first you have disobeyed the instruction do not drink the glass of water the second thing that may happen or that would have also happened is that you have allowed the content of the glass of water to begin or to actually to have access to you was the change in what they now saw all of a sudden they saw their nakedness meanwhile they've been there all this while and they have not seen their nakedness god has been coming there so what it is is that you see our lives and our ability to see has been must surely be restricted it must have been restricted and of course if i was satan i would restrict your ability to see or any plan that can restrict your ability to see i'll go for it because when you cannot see i can direct you easily and the last time i read in i think second kings or so either second kings or first kings chapter six where elisha prayed 
for the people that have come to attack him to go blind and once they went blind once they went blind everything changed the overwhelming power became controllable by one man and by that control took them to a place where they had not intended to go and all of a sudden their lives came into in, into danger had it not been for the kindness of the man of god and his ability to not walk in fear they would have been killed they would have been wiped out easily so we see here clearly that when a person's vision is reduced or when a person goes blind or is, your vision is restricted you can easily be manipulated to places you never wanted to go and that is one of the things we don't understand and you see jesus is our eyes jesus is our light into the realm of the spirit he can guide us he can show us how to walk this life so that satan will not control us but rather we will be under the control of the one who loved us and gave himself for us and that is god hallelujah but jesus tells us that this 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 blessing of your life where god himself has come to guide you in this life this blessing of your life can have an obstacle and that obstacle is your focus on what to eat what to wear what to drink and that is why he reassured and by reason spoke with the disciples in john chapter sorry matthew chapter 6 in matthew chapter 6 verse verse 25 he says maybe maybe let's let's read from verse 19 but the verse 25 actually is just what i want to say because of time it says therefore i say unto you take no thought take no thought for your life what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on and then would ask a question to get you to think in case you are not thinking he would ask you a question and he says that it's not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment you know yesterday i was just trying to rearrange my clothes and I realized that the clothes are only useful because I have life. The clothes are only useful because I have life. And so also every other thing in this life, in this natural life, is only useful because you have life. So Jesus was presenting a case to the attention of his disciples and his hearers that is that is don't don't you realize that the life is more than the meat to eat to sustain or to sustain the body 
the fact that you have life or the fact that God has given you life means that he would also give you what it needs to sustain it. Hallelujah. So we need to really understand this truth because what it does is see, if, if we are not careful if we are not careful like I said what you focus your attention on guides you. What you focus your attention on guides you. So if, if you are focusing your attention on what to eat and what to wear and all those things, it's going to guide you. And for many of us, sadly, it has guided our lives and it is still guiding our lives. And after focusing on it, we have not been able to provide for ourselves abundantly. No, no, no. Most, the, most about 95% or even far more percentage of human beings in this world just live hand to mouth so it's like focusing on it has not really changed our situation but focusing on it has deprived us of many things that would be revealed hereafter focusing on that has deprived us of many things that will be revealed hereafter and you know the problem you see let me let me say this Listen to me carefully. The problem with focusing on your essential needs. You know, I call it essential because the argument is, or people will argue that, I mean, if I don't, these are essential needs. So what do you want me to do? You see, what I want you to do is to focus on Jesus and to follow him. That's what I want you to do. But you see, what it is is that, when you focus on your essential needs when you focus on your essential this is what actually happens to you you see every or you see in every miracle you see in every miracle your provision. You see in every miracle your provision. Instead of seeing the miracle in your provision. Listen carefully. Listen to what I said. You see, when you focus on your provision, when you focus, when your mind your attention, everything about your life is what to eat, what to wear and all those things. When all that is focused, what happens is that the miracles of your life, you just see your provisions in it. You just see, oh no, this one, and, and this is what happened to the people who were looking for Jesus in John chapter 6. They just saw their provision. They, you see, so they were looking for Jesus not so that he would give them wisdom and give them power to defeat the enemy of their lives. But they were looking for Jesus so that they can have provision because they saw him multiplied bread and made them able to feed abundantly and they were fed or they were full. But they could not see the miracle that was in their provision. 
They saw the provision in the miracle, but not the miracle in the provision. That, that you see, because if you see the miracle and not the provision in the miracle, but the miracle in the provision, you begin to now see and trust God more. And you see, that is the story of my life. That is the story of my life. You know, I circumstances. Yesterday I was talking to some people and I was telling them that I can understand when they say it's difficult for them to study at home. Because if this coronavirus happened at a time when I was in school, probably around 12 years, 13 years, 14 years until I finished medical school, all that we had to sleep in was one room. Not, 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 not one bedroom, one room. That is all I had. That is all I had. One room. For a long time. And in fact, at other times of our lives, of my life, there was even no room to sleep in. In the night, we slept on a veranda. That was the kindness of somebody who said, okay, you can sleep here. So in the night, we slept in the veranda. I can show you all these places. It's not, it's not like somebody told me. It's what I know for myself. But you see, as life went on, and I became a doctor, the natural thing is, I need to change my situation for good and change situation for everyone around me so yes i had a desire to be a specialist so that i can earn more and all those things because hey poverty has been too hard and harsh and i must keep it a very distant away from anything that is mine and anything that i loved so the effort it was in the journey to specialize then I was supposed to go to UK and or even America because that's where people go. But for whatever reason, I fell in love with South Africa and I just felt, no, I need to come here. It was not a known destination for many doctors trained in Ghana. It was not a known destination at all. And I didn't know anybody here too. I'd been to London already and America, most of my doctor colleagues and even classmates were there already. So it was, and even when I came to South Africa, I came with some other colleagues who actually left here for America. Long story short, I came to South Africa and then I started working and I started making plans to specialize because that's why I came. But then, I'm a pastor born again and everything. So, and I have a spiritual father and that's why I want to thank God for my spiritual father's life and that's Bishop Dag. I'll really thank him properly when we want to celebrate or when I'm going to celebrate the fathers. But you see, I remember as I went to tell him, Bishop, I'm going to South Africa. He said, make sure you don't become a pastoral casualty. In other words, a pastor who was a pastor but never became a pastor in terms of fruit bearing. So that thing guided me and also 
he visited here a number of times around the time i came and he kept i kept in touch with him and he also kept on guiding my life so when he gave me the instruction to come to pretoria to take over the church at which apostle christie had come to start after two years he was leaving to come and take over the church i had to choose between taking over the church or pursuing like i said my needs pursuing what will give me the wants of life or the needs of life whichever you want to call it you see most of the things it starts with needs but it spills over to wants so i i i I responded and i took over the church and i started pastoring the church now as i was pastoring the church i saw that oh I, i i i could see that the church needed more attention than i had to give so i had to make decision and the decision to make was to give the church attention instead of giving my needs attention and that was that was a very big decision that was a very big decision it may not look so to you but i tell you it was a very big decision to give attention to the church and not to my needs of life you see that is what jesus said it's not the life more than the raiment it's not the life more than meat so as i was contemplating then i had a lot showing my me my like helping me to replay my life and it's it came more like this that are you doubting me are you doubting me that i can look after you you see that was when i replayed my life back and i realized that my life was a miracle because i don't remember a boy in the area that we grew up together and from there went to university that's the one i have there's no childhood friend that also we were together and now we are both doctors or i'm a doctor he's a lawyer no 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 there's nothing like that in my life there's nothing so i realized and god helped me to see that this is a miracle it's a miracle for you to be where you are do you get it so what i was trying to say is that in the provision of being a doctor and now being able to earn a good living or at least a decent living i mean even as a doctor if i didn't strive much and i just worked in a government setting i still will have enough i still should have enough compared to where i started from you know so the lord helped me to see the miracle in my provision and not the provision in the miracle so that miracle made me trust god it made me have faith that god will take care of me because he has taken care of me and he made me he allowed me to see his miraculous hands because listen a boy who is growing up without a father is different from a boy growing up with a father who cares you know but and and for most of us fathers we really must take care of our children very well a father is a pillar in the life of your child be it the girl child or the boy child they are they are pillars i mean you are a pillar to them a child a father and for some of the mothers who 
Don't allow your children to interact with their fathers. You are doing the child a very big evil. You are doing the child a very big evil. He, he, he didn't admit that he... What, 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 what is your reason? Listen, whatever your reasons, this is on a Father's Day, this is just a little advice I can give you. And that is that allow your child to interact with the father. Whether the father is providing or not, the father has what the child needs. I said the father has what the child needs. You cannot be a father and a mother at the same time. You cannot. The child knows you as the mother. But the father, God in his wisdom, has placed in the father what the child needs. Whether it's a girl child or it's a boy child. You deprive your child the interaction with the father. You are depriving the child of their stability. You are depriving the child. You are actually opening doors for Satan into the child's life. And don't be surprised when later on this child turns out to be something and you, 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 you don't understand and you are asking God, why me? Why you? Because you didn't follow what he says you should follow. It is not in your place to, to take vengeance because you misplace the vengeance. That's the problem. You're, it's not in your place. You think you are hitting the father, but what you don't know is that you are hitting the child. Amen. Anyway, that's a subject for another day. So as I, I was in charge of the church, God helped me to see the miracle. The miracle in my provision. Which is, he has provided for me a career. He has provided for me what to eat easily. But you see, I had to see the miracle. And of course, I always say it's the grace of God. It's not because I was clever. What I'm sharing with you now, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. But God had mercy on me and showed me that look at your life and see the miracles of your life. So I look at the provisions of my life by God. How he provided for me this, provided for me that. And I saw that all of them are miracles. So the next step that I had to take was no longer difficult. And then when I read the scripture, 1 Timothy 1, sorry, yeah, 1 Timothy 6, 6 and 7. Where's Timothy? First Timothy 6 and 7. First Timothy 6, 6 and 7. You know, one day, I remember where I was. And I was doing my quiet time. I was reading the Bible as a Christian. I was not reading the Bible as a pastor. I was reading the Bible as a Christian. And this is my word that I received from the Lord. The Lord said to me, but godliness of first month, so this is the word, but godliness with contentment is great gain. It's great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain that we can carry away or carry nothing out. Having food and raiment, let us there be or let us be there with content. But they that 
will be rich shall fall into temptation and the snare and into many foolish hateful lust which drown men in distraction and perdition now for me the two verses that really did it for me or the three verses say but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out having food and raiment let us therewith be content so when i looked at my life and where i've come from and how i've suffered lack oh it's some time will not allow me i've really suffered lack and i was saying to myself why should i continue to suffer this lack i need to do everything possible so that i, I will never suffer this lack my children will not suffer this lack so i must special and develop it to the best of my ability but you see when i read this verse and the revelation was given to me that no matter what i do i will go out of this world with nothing and then when the lord showed me the miracle of my say ah if i have looked after you and brought you this far to be where you are where you can't see that oh it's because of the group you were in it's because of the friends you had but you can see that you are standing alone it has been by my hand it has been by my power are you now beginning to doubt what i can do for you after from here in terms of your children that i'll give you and so many things of your life why do you have to doubt i said lord i'm not doubting you anymore i'll give myself to your work i'll give myself to your will i'll follow jesus and i tell you it's been almost about 20 years now i have no regret since i made that decision since i received the revelation of this word and in the same way you see for your life for your life the the main decision you have to make the main decision you have to make is the decision to trust god to take care of you because you see God, so far though you go to church, God does not have space in your in your mind. God has no space in your mind. Even when you are reading the word of God, he doesn't have the freedom, the exclusive use of your mind. He doesn't have the exclusive use of the mind. Even for the period that you are reading the word, he doesn't. You are what to eat, what to wear, preoccupies you and so because of that you are even neglecting the beginning of the journey you see i had to read the word for a start to even receive the revelation of god's word to begin this journey i have to i have to read the word now if i never read the word I said, if I never read the word, I would, I would not even see what is in it for me. I would not hear what is in it for me. So for many of us, this is what I'm saying to you. This is what I'm saying. This is what the Lord is speaking to you by his word today. That because of your preoccupation with what to eat, what to wear, it has caused you to neglect the first step. 
it has caused you to neglect the first and most of us have been christians for 15 years 20 years meanwhile the bible has no place in our hearts the bible has found no resting place the word of god has no resting place in our lives not even for storage not even for storage have you noticed that sometimes when you bring fruit i mean vegetables not fruits vegetables and other things in your house and you leave it just on the basket or so they begin to germinate even though you have not put it in the soil you can see it beginning to sprout you can see the potatoes beginning to show signs of i'm about to grow you can see other things beginning to sprout now for some of you the word of god has no storage in your life let alone for you to be i mean for it to be planted and the only reason it's not because you are evil but it's because your mind is focused on what to eat what to wear all your energy is directed at what to eat what to wear so it's not that you are you see and many of us the problems of our lives the problems of our lives is because of what we don't know which is clearly written in the word which is clearly written in the word i said which is clearly written in the word if we had time for the word without even intending to be spiritual without even intending to to be all out for jesus you would discover that the truths that you need in this life are right in the word the word of god will teach you what is important how to relate one with the other the word of god will teach you which way to go as against what satan has been teaching you and lying to you and constantly getting you but most of us know no and the only reason the only reason is because we are focused on what to eat what to wear some of us are lazy yes i know but even in our laziness if it was not for our focus on what to eat what to wear oh we will be reading the word and like jesus said in john 8 32 you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free the truth shall set you free from the manipulation of the enemy and so many other things that has held you captive that has held you back the truth will show you how to respond to attack of the enemy hallelujah Amen. so in, in in concluding i really want you to understand this that listen god will take care of you he says he has not that he will he has taken care of you already by giving you life which you cannot give to yourself you see what what are we all running from right now are we running from rice are we running away from pop we are all running away from a virus that we can't fight a virus that makes us it shows us who we are and that we are nothing and that we are what we are by the grace of god the whole world with all their nuclear power and all the things everybody is running running without saying charlie let's take cover we have locked down the countries economies i mean how can it be who would have thought that in the in in, in the year 2020 a plane 
to just fly from one country to the other will not happen. I'm thinking to myself, when would the fly, planes be in the air again? Even they are not allowing us to cross from Limpopo. <laughs> uh, we are not crossing from Limpopo to Haute. We are, we are going, it's, it's like you can't go anywhere. And what is the reason? The reason is a small virus. Now, does the virus threaten our rice? Does the virus threaten our millimili? Does the virus threaten our roof? All that the virus is doing is say, I'm coming for your life. The life God has given to you, I'm coming for it. And I tell you, unless the Lord has been gracious and has been merciful, we are so defenseless before the virus. I said, we are so defenseless before the virus. We don't even know how it, it gets to where we are. And even, even us as pastors, we are all running away. <laughs> Father, deliver us. Thank you for your protection in Jesus' name. That we are acknowledging that, Lord, unless you have given us life, we are nothing before this virus. But thank you for the life that you have given to us. And we are protected from every wickedness of darkness through this virus in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So what, 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 is the, what is the gist of my message today? The message is very simple. The gist of the message is do not allow your provision in the miracle that God does in your life to preoccupy you such so that you don't see the miracle itself. In John chapter 6, let me read it. I just feel in my spirit I should read it. John 6. Jesus said to them, you seek me. 26. John 6, 26. You're looking for Jesus. In 25, and when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou hither? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Ye seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father sealed. Yeah. Now, and I'm saying that as I'm speaking, I just hear, speak to your pastors, especially who are full-time pastors. You see, one day the Lord told me, as I was praying, that you have left money in other words, you are not following after money by leaving your profession and giving attention to my word. But remember this. Money has not left you. In other words, even though you have left money, money has not left following you to, to, to give you the problems it normally gives. So, be careful. that You have left money. 
but there's money where you are also so walk and do things in a way said that it will not govern you it will not dictate what you do and where you go and all those things and you might have heard bishop say the same thing that he doesn't allow money to guide him because listen when god lifts you up money can guide you because there are places where when you go they will bless you they will give you a lot there are people when you relate with they will show you kindness over and above the average but you see even though you have left money because you are in the world money is everywhere and it can still govern and guide you go to the place where god has asked you to go to focus on the people and the area where god has asked you to focus on not not because you get money and i've always been very careful in that area hallelujah now and as i was reading i heard in the same way you see most people have been speaking to the people that have not even given the word of god their attention at all and have been pursuing mainly after their earthly needs and all those things but also be careful when as a pastor as a pastor that is making a lot of sacrifices shepherding the flock of god not to neglect the word not to neglect the word because you neglect the word to your disadvantage neglecting the word does will lead you not to experience the goodness of the position you have the goodness of the position so as a pastor even though you have given yourself to shepherd to the work of god what is important is to give yourself to the word of god it is out of the word of god in you that comes the work of god it is out of the word of god in you that sets you free from the manipulation of the enemy it is out of the word of god in you that gives you the power to set many free so to the pastors also let us give our attention to the word of god you will not be significant without abundance of the word of god in you because jesus said if you abide in me and my words abide in you you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you and so as i bring this sermon to a conclusion i want to encourage you in every way you see some of you you need strength to take the step that you need to take but listen before you have done anything before you have done anything have in your heart and in your mind that the word of god is everything to you it is going to release you from the laziness from the sleepiness you know many of us we sleep so much and we have time for everything for television for other socials and everything meanwhile the most important thing which is the word of god we have no time for and the evidence that you have no time for the word of god is the absence of a good bible in your life and it's not that you can't afford it it's because you have no time for it because you have changed your sound system from the ones that beat like you are beating a cupboard 
to the one that gives you solid bass when you open it we can feel that yeah this is music you have always been upgrading your sound system even when you don't have money you go and buy on credit and all those things but you have never upgraded your bible you've never upgraded your bible the one that was 30 rands that you bought is what you have been reading for the past 7 years for the past 8 years do you think you can mock God the bible says be not, do not be deceived God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth so shall he reap you can't deceive God whatever you sow is what you reap so God is watching you and the word that he has given to set you free the word that he has given to promote you in this life the word that he has given to give you a place in history you are neglecting it may we never neglect his word Amen. whatever it will take so I'm saying to some of you that listen some of you, you don't even need to do anything you don't you have to leave your job you don't have to do anything that's not what I'm saying if that is what you are hearing then you are hearing wrongly if that is what you are hearing then you are hearing wrongly do whatever you are doing but give place to the word of God in your life because it is in the word of God that God will guide you that Jesus will lead you to a higher ground he will set you on a rock that no matter what storm comes no matter what comes your way you will survive it so let us believe God make time for the word make time for don't always say i have to sleep early so that i can get up and go to work listen it is better to have had time to read your word and arrive at work tired than to go to work fresh without the word of god because listen you can easily be frustrated you'll be surprised and you'll be very disappointed god forbid may it never happen to you may it never happen to you but you can easily be disappointed that after all your efforts at the workplace in retrenchment they would rather choose you and the lazy person the person who doesn't do a quarter of what you are doing will rather be retained and you will discover that that person may have the blessing of God upon their lives that person may have a mother or a father or somebody who is speaking and that has a blessing on them that's why even though they do nothing they are still retained because the favor of God is with them but meanwhile, you who has neglected God's word, I say you who has neglected God's word because you want to please your boss. Listen, the real boss of bosses is God. Don't neglect his word. And his word is not grievous. His word is not to dominate you. His word actually is to set you free. May you never neglect the word of God, but may you give it a place in your heart let us pray let us pray i want us to lift up our voice and pray father we thank you thank you for your word thank you for the short time we have in your word help us lord help us never to neglect we thank you we thank you holy spirit your word, oh Lord, your word, your word, your word, your word, your word. May we fight through your help, whatever is fighting us in receiving your word, in walking in your word, 
As Jesus said, it is written in the hour of his temptation. May, all, may we be able to say it is written in the hour of our decision making at the junctions of our lives. May we see the miracle in our provisions. May we see your hand at work all over our lives and not rather our provisions in your miracles. But may we see the miracles, your greatness. May we see your faithfulness. May we see your love. May we see your kindness. May we see your mercy in the provisions of our lives, not the other way. Let us never see in your mercy, in your kindness, our provisions to the neglect of seeing your faithfulness. But rather, may we see your faithfulness as we look at the provisions of our lives. I pray, Lord. Father, help us. Father, help us. Father, help us. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you praise. We bless you, Lord. We are readers of your word. We are meditators of your word. We give attention, O Lord. We give full attention to your word in every way. Through the books you've given to us. Through the many writings, through the Bible. Oh, Help us to follow you. Help us to follow you in every way. To follow you in the obedience of the word of God. To follow you in your elevation of the word. Over your necessary need. I will follow thank you holy spirit thank you lead me lead me lead me lead me lead me lead me lord I will answer. Oh, yes, yes. Lead me, Lord. I will go. Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to pray on this word. In Job chapter 23. Verse 12. This, this is the testimony of Job. This is the testimony of Job. And may it be our testimony in the difficult situations of life. May we be able to tell God and may we have the evidence in our lives. And I tell you, as you do what Job did, the evidence will be abundant in your life. Job chapter 23 verse 12. He says, Neither have I gone back from the commandments of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Oh, I have esteemed 
the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Is it a wonder that Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4 that it is written, it is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Job said, even in his affliction, even in his pain, he says, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. May we be able, like Job, say, we have esteemed the words of his mouth more, more, more. The evidence will be visible in your life. I always obey his commands. I love the words from his mouth more than I love my food. Oh, Father, I pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Let this scripture be true in the lives of the hearers of your word today. You are able to do all things. There is nothing too hard for you to do. Father, I lift up your people before you. I lift them up, O oh Lord, before your throne. And I ask for strength. I ask for the release of your power in the lives of your people. That your word will be loved more than our food. That your words will be esteemed highly more than our necessary food. May it never be said of us the opposite. But may it be said as our testimony that indeed your word we have esteemed more than our necessary food. As Job gave this testimony, let this testimony be true in our lives. That when we stand before you in an hour of difficulty, may we present this testimony as evidence of who you are to us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, your word told me that godliness with contentment is great gain. Having food and raiment, let us there will be content. For we brought nothing into this world and we'll take nothing out of this world. Thank you for the release of the power that set me free, that caused me to turn my heart to you. Let it be so in the lives of your people. Give them their word. Whatever fears, whatever blindness, shine your light, the light of your word, into their hearts and help them to see what they need to see, that they may turn their hearts to you and turn their hearts to your word, that you may guide us to higher, higher grounds, to a better place, that you will cause our lives to be laid on the solid rock that is unmovable with the storms of life. That it will cause our lives to have a better place and be judged as fruitful when we stand before you in eternity. May our lives never be wasted because we pursued our necessary food. But may our lives be fruitful. May our lives flourish as a tree planted by the rivers of water, bringing forth fruit in its season. And our leaves never to wither because of your word. 
because of your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. I pray for every struggling person in coming to your word. That whatever obstacle, Lord, by your power, remove it. Anything that is turning in their way, Lord, deal with it. Deal with it. That you may set them and draw us to your word. To your word. May we love your word above our necessary food. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I will follow. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I, I will go. go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You have called, called me. I will answer. Lead me, God. Thank you for the walk of faith. I will go. That makes me a follower of you. It's hard to take the first step. Oh, but by your grace, I take the first step. When I don't know the way. I may not know the way, but I can trust in you. Because it's so uncertain. Even in any uncertainty, Lord, let my faith start. Let my faith guide me. But you give me a promise. Let my faith be my strength. For your that word you and your promises are true. Let me be assured you in your miracles in of my life. Lord, I do. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord. Oh, lead me, Lord. I will fall. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord. I will go. Yes. You, you have, have called, called me. me. I, I will answer. Lead, lead me, Lord. I For you said to your disciples, follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. And they left it all and followed you. As we hear you call us, follow me. Father, we respond in like manner. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We will lack nothing because we followed you. You have Because we have a Father who knows that we have needs. I will answer. And he will provide it. As we set our hearts on the kingdom of God and His righteousness, Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your favor. Thank you for your divine healing for every sick body. By your stripes we were healed. Not we will be healed; we were healed. We appropriate this healing from the spiritual realm and we bring it into the physical in our bodies every sickness every disease that has tormented our body I declare in the name of Jesus go away you don't belong to that body that body is a temple of the living God and therefore I command you yes. in Jesus name out yes, out yes. out yes, Jesus. in the name of Jesus thank you heavenly father Whatever fear has tormented you and has prevented you 
from taking the right step that you know is the right step i release you in the name of jesus from that fear take that step and the lord will encourage you you will see your first step will be a miraculous sign that will keep you going Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shaboro Kasada. I sent my word. And I heal your disease. I bless you, Lord. I bless you. I bless you. Thank you for the answer to every situation. Thank you. The situations that are above our understanding, that are beyond our power. Thank you that is never beyond your power. With you, all things are possible. Thank you that as we turn our hearts to you, you turn around our situation. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. We bless you. I sent my word. I thank you for the lives of precious fathers that you have given unto us and that you have made us into. That Lord, let your grace abound on us that we may stand in this office faithfully, that we will carry out our duties. That you have ordained for our lives as fathers faithfully. And may we receive, oh Lord, from our fathers your provisions that is in them, our protection, Lord. May we never found, be found to fight a father, but may we be found to be submissive, obedient, even as we are to you, our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You want to say, Pastor? I thank you for your word. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be able to follow Jesus? This is what you must do. You must believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God who came to die for your sins and my sins. Who rose again on the third day seated at the right hand of God. And he will come back to take his own unto himself. That is all you need to do to believe in Jesus as the son of God. The Bible says, whosoever believeth in Jesus as a son of God is born of God. And that is all you need to be born again. You don't need to write your name in the church register. You need to believe in Jesus and to confess him with your mouth. Believe in your heart that he's a son of God and he died for you. And confess him, confess him as the Lord of your life. Let us pray. You want to do that? Let us pray this prayer together. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you for my life. Thank you for my life. As I stand before you in this prayer, as I stand before you in this prayer, I know I have been rebellious. I know I've been rebellious. But today, but today I repent of my ways. I repent of my ways. As I submit to you. As I submit to you. As my God. As my God. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. I ask for forgiveness of my sins. And I declare my faith in Jesus. And I declare my faith in Jesus. As your son. As your son. Who came to die for me. Who came to die for me. I believe with all my heart. I believe with all my heart. That his death on the cross. That his death on the cross. Was for my sins. Was for my sins. And that you raised him from the dead. And that you raised him from the dead. Seated at your right hand. Seated at your right hand. I confess him. I confess him. As my Lord. As my Lord. As my Savior. As my Savior. From today onwards. From today onwards. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Father. For this love. For this love. And for this opportunity. For this opportunity. Jesus. Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my Lord. You are my Savior. You are my Savior. As you lead me. As you lead me. I'll follow you. I'll follow you. Baptize me with the gift of the Holy Spirit. Baptize me with the gift of the Holy Spirit. 
who would be with me who would be with me and who would be in me and who would be in me to teach me your truth to teach me your truth and to order my steps and to order my steps according to your ways according to your ways thank you father thank you father thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you holy spirit thank you holy spirit for this great work in my life for this great work in my life in jesus name i pray in jesus name i pray amen 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 amen, amen. Hallelujah. We thank the Lord for this moment and we want to give our second offering and I need you to take a very good offering. I need you to transfer a good offering. You know, yesterday I was speaking with some of the places where we are doing our building projects and everything and I was showing the person how to work fast to make sure that everything is done quickly. You know, we are men of faith. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. We walk by knowing that God is in charge and we will keep on doing what he has asked us to do until the very end. The Bible says, the one who is a good servant is the one who his master has given him tasks to do. Who, when the master comes back, he will find him doing it faithfully and as a church it is our desire not our desire but it's our, it's our desire to obey the word of god the lord said go ye into all the world and preach the gospel and that is what we will do everywhere we go we will preach the gospel we will build a synagogue or we'll build a church where the people will meet to be taught the word of god amen and we are believing God that in South Africa and Lesotho and Namibia and Swaziland, we're going to have many more people respond to God's call to serve him out of their comfort zone and into areas where people would call on the name of the Lord because you went. You know, many people, when I speak about the options I had to go to other countries, they say, oh, we thank God you came to South Africa. But why don't you also do something for somebody to thank God because you came? Uh, you don't have to be only thanking God for what I did. You, you, people can also thank God for what you do by going to a place and giving your life there. Even if 20 people get born again because you came, it is the seed that will grow into a mighty tree. So I want you to also begin to give your life. But you see, you cannot hear God when you don't read the word. Even when God speaks to your heart, you can't hear him when you, re when you don't read his word. And that is why I'm emphasizing on the beginning part of your work with God. And that is reading his word. Amen. Amen. So let us give the offering in a way that is befitting to the goodness of God towards us. Let us pray. Father, thank you for the offering that we have to give. We give it not gradually, but in a lovingly way, because we desire your work to go far. And whatever is needed in this church, Lord, through our lives, we know you shall provide. We shall give gladly and willingly, and we know that we shall lack nothing. But as we are faithful in our giving, so you shall also continue to be faithful in your supply. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for this great opportunity, for using us 
to finance your work on earth. It's an honor. It's a blessing. For this we are grateful. In Jesus' name we give. Amen. Amen. Good. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.